Well, good morning and welcome to One Life Community Church. My name is Greg. I'm one of the co-lead pastors here and it is, uh, it is a delight to see you all uh, here in person and to know that there's a bunch of you out there in the digital world, whatever that is. Um, we're excited that uh, we're able to connect in whatever ways that we can. And so do want to let you know that if you are connecting um, online, there's a place that we really uh, like, and that's at our online platforms at www.onelifeseattle.org slash live, where there's a bunch of extras there for you. There's a Bible tab, there's access to our online connection card, a whole bunch of stuff that helps facilitate a really great online experience. Uh, so with all that, let's, uh, let's pray. Dear God, I give you great thanks for this day and for your presence with us. Um, Yeah, I pray, God, that uh, every time we gather, in person, remotely, however we are connecting, you are there uniquely present to who is gathered. Uh, And so I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would move and open hearts in ways that they need to be opened, move in ways that we need to be moved, Um, and help us to attend well to you and to each other. Um, Yeah, may you be glorified in all we do this morning, Lord. Amen. Um, We are starting a new sermon series today, um, and it is called Live Love, and we're going to be looking through the book of 1 John. Um, And we're going to do something really different this morning. Uh, We're going to go really old school, and by really old school, I'm talking like second century really old school. Um, and we are going to read through the entire letter of 1 John. It'll take about 13, 14 minutes, um, because that's the way the early church would have done it, right? They would have received this letter, and someone would have read it, and they would have all sat around and listened to it together, and then they would have had some dialogue, something like that, and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to read through it, and then we'll have about 15 minutes of dialogue where you all get to just share What did you hear? What are you sensing? Because we want to input that into the direction we move with this series. We have it all planned out, but um, one of my mentors said, true spontaneity is not just saying, like, we just do whatever we want, but it's having a plan and then knowing when to adjust your plan. Uh, And so we do have a plan, but we want to make adjustments if needed based off the things that you all uh, share with us. And so... um, Yeah, we're going to read through it, and I do want to let you know um, I'm reading out of the NIV. There is one spot where I changed um, some of the language. Um, It's uh, sometimes when the the author is quoting something, an old hymn or a poem or something like that, um, it's hard to know exactly uh, what they're being symbolic of, what they mean literally. Um, The section that that I reworded some things was just one where it spoke, it's it's kind of a, a poem uh, and, and the writer says, you know, I'm writing you uh, fathers, I'm writing you children, and, uh, and scholars really think that those words are referring to different stages of, of life for a believer. And so I, I rephrase those to kind of say, uh, you know, I'm writing you veterans of the faith, I'm writing you children, I'm writing you newcomers, um, just to make sure we really capture in a contextual way uh, something that is more, um, makes more sense to our time and, and how Uh, how it works um, with that uh, original language. So with that, though, I'm going to read, and so you all can listen. If you have something you can write some notes on, write some words, whatever you want to do to help you kind of attend well to this, um, it is going to be different. Uh, You might find your mind wandering, but even just take note of that. Be like, oh, 
I wandered a little bit here. That's totally fine, right? I guarantee you, people in the early church, they wandered too, right? Their minds drifted. So uh, we even have reference of one guy falling asleep and falling out of a window. So, and that was with Paul preaching. So, uh, yeah. So I'm not, whole, I'm not saying I'm like Paul, so you may wander. Uh, but, um, so let's read. And actually, Dan, I, I'm going to ask you to just control the slides. That'd be great. Um, so here we go. This is 1 John. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Oh, sorry, one other thing. Um, I took out all the verse numbers and all the titles and all the paragraph markings and stuff like that because um, those were all added in later, and so this is just straight text, so just like they would have had it. Okay, there we go. Uh, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we, what we have seen and heard so that you may also have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for our sins, but also the sins of the whole world. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, veterans in the faith, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, newcomers, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, veterans in the faith, because you know him who is from the beginning. And I write to you, newcomers, because you are strong, and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, 
But whoever does the will of God lives forever. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. And if it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. And now, dear children, continue in him, so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness, but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth. 
This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he has given us. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And this is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, that we will have so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, Jesus the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, 
and the blood, and the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it's the testimony of God, which, is, which he has given us about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin and there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who is born of God keeps them safe and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, Keep yourselves from idols. Let's take a few seconds, sort of take it in, and then I'm going to walk around with a microphone for anyone who wants to share. Uh, people online, you can share also, uh, and I will be, uh, be bringing the things that you share to the, to the group here. And it's just kind of answering this. What do you see, hear, sense, feel, or think? Anything at all that that stirred in you. Um, yeah. And whenever you're ready, just Marty, yeah. There's a lot of emphasis on Jesus being God and the Christ and our Savior. Right. The, the piece about you can't be in God unless you're also in Jesus. Mm. I mean, it's a trinity. You can't, can't have one without the other. Oh, very good. Very nice. Yeah. At the very beginning of the scriptures, it talked about fellowship. And it's a complete circle. We have fellowship with each other. We have fellowship with God. Yeah. We have fellowship with the church. We have fellowship with one another, and we are complete because of that fellowship. Mm. Nice. Oh, there's some good stuff. I was just impressed that at the beginning, um, John says, you know, I've seen Jesus, I've looked at him, I've touched him, you know, I've heard him, and so... You know, you say, who is this guy? What, what authority does he have to speak about these yeah. things? And, and he says, I was there. And yeah. that's pretty cool. No, it's very cool, right? And there's a lot of that language in uh, both John's letters and his, the gospel, right? That, that very sort of tactile, it's, it's very present in there. Yeah. Other stuff. 
here and then come back to Nathan. Oh no, go ahead. You're on, my, you're on the way. <laughs> um, I noticed that it said that it's not that love is not that we love, but that God loves us. So it's not our effort in loving, but it's the love that comes from God because he sent his son. I'm getting my steps in. Um, yeah, thanks for the warning about the mind wandering, because <laughs> mine wandered a lot during yeah. that. Um, but uh, I think uh, there was a lot of talk about love and having compassion. Um, and for some reason, my mind went to like homelessness in our, mm -hmm. and then I just wandered yeah. through that homelessness thing. And like, how, how do we, uh, as believers in Jesus, how do we respond to that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a really common thing with scripture. And I think that's one of the things that God invites us to as we read, we might find a certain passage sort of pushes us in this direction or in that direction. And um, I think those are you know, some of the things that John's even talking about, the things that we ask in, in God's will. And when we sort of bounce off something in God's word into an action like that, I think we find that, that it kind of becomes a prayer when you ask, how do we, like, Lord, how do we deal with this? How do we, and then God's gonna be faithful to say, here, come, come and see. Like, that's what Jesus always says, come with me and see. Right, and so I think that's a yeah. Okay. I yeah. Yeah. There is. There's a lot of talk in here about the Antichrist, and lots of times, um, I always find it interesting when, when I when I think about the Antichrist, I typically think about this one, like in the Book of Revelation, it talks about there's this talk about this one that's going to come, and it's kind of the sign of the end of all things. But according to John, many Antichrists have already showed up. Right? They're, they're in that time, they're there, and uh, yeah, so it's really interesting how we think about that. Yeah, good. Yeah. I know it's good. Um, I was just thinking it would be nice if the, um, regarding homelessness or, uh, you know, giving to people that have less, if the church had a collection box for the food bank here, mm. a lot of other churches do, yeah, and that would, yeah. be, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Right? See, it's already happening. Like, prayer turns into action, ideas, ways to make things happen. That's the way the spirit moves. And we do have all this recorded, so... I'm not writing it all down, but we have it recorded, so I'm, we are going to put this into stuff. So, Yeah, love is action, and God mm. is love, and mm. God is active in our lives in a loving way, so the connection between it's just not words, it's, it's the doing, and, uh, and God does for us and we're supposed to do for our community. Mm. Mm. Thank you. There's always the challenge between faith and doing, and um, I think it goes back to the preaching over the last several weeks about are you just doing things or is it coming, uh, or is it who you are, right. the things that you do coming out of your love, or are you just doing it to mm -hmm. check off a box? And so there's that challenge to us yeah. to what is it 
what's your motivation? Right, yeah. That's always good to, to mark that and check that for sure. Yeah, yeah. The picture of the world that John paints is so black and white, so stark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, lightness and, and darkness and liars versus the truth. In some ways that's intimidating as I examine my own heart is, I'm, I'm not in a gray zone. I am either in the light or walking in the darkness. Mm. But that's also empowering to know that with the spirit we have the ability to discern one from the other. I, I can know what is true, and I can yeah. know what is good. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he said that there's no fear in love, and that fear has to do with punishment. And so I wonder what the things that we fear are the things that are holding us back mm. from being active and mm. doing what God calls us to do in love. Yeah. Just need to think about that. Right? Yeah. Oh, great. I'm looking, but I'm going to check online, too. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Yeah. Just riffing a little bit on the black and whiteness and the kind of slight intimidation of that. I don't know if anyone else picked up on it, but there's a fairly strict line on sin in this book. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that needs unpacking some, mm -hmm. because I think most of us recognize that there is stuff that's not perfect in our lives all day, every day. What does he mean about the sin that leads to death and the sin that doesn't? Right. I think those things need thinking about, unpacking a bit, yeah. um, because I think we're all empowered by God, but I don't think we're all perfect yet. Mm -hmm. So I want to think about that some. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, you know, especially towards the end, there's the line where he's talking about well there's the sin that doesn't lead to death so pray about that and people will receive life and that sin that leads to death I'm not asking you to pray about that and it has this feel like oh that's kind of a done deal right I, well, huh, I don't like that right or maybe it's like I, there's going to be a different thing about that right or, yeah no there's a lot of stuff in there that is startling for sure Well, this kind of goes on with what he was saying, is, uh, which is challenging and kind of confusing for me, is this, that um, when he says no one is, who is born of God will continue to sin. Oof. And, uh, you know, because God's in them, and they can't go on sinning. And so that's a real right. challenge of yeah. what is... What, I'm with you, man. Yeah. No, I think for all of us, there's probably a sense of like, uh-oh, that's, you know, what does that mean? Where's, where's the line between continue and, and not, right? Or is, is there some kind of nuance in the language that we're going to pick up that's going to help clarify what does that really mean, right? Um, and I think, yeah, we got one in the back. No, no, no. I, I, I mix words up. I'm not going to say it right. Uh, I just noticed, like, there were two threads. One of love, one of sin, and it seemed like he'd bounce back and forth mm -hmm. just throughout the book. And that's, there's nothing profound about that. It's just something I noticed, and it kind of made me curious. Yeah. Yeah. Who, um, in, in just listening to it and reading through it on your own, felt that sense of, 
the author being like, here, here, come back to this thing. Wait, that sounds familiar. I mentioned that in chapter one. There's a lot of kind of, and it's not necessarily rhythmic. It's not like two lines and then back. It's like, here's a couple paragraphs, circle back, and then circle back in a really hard way sometimes, um, in a way that sometimes people do that to kind of clarify their building. Um, uh, John seems to be just circling back, right, or just bringing it up in a different way. Um, yeah, yeah. At the, at the very end, he says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Right. <laughs> what issue is there that's going yeah. on in the church that he's dealing with right now? Mm-hmm. And what's going on in the church right now, in the present time, that we should be careful about dealing with in sense of our idols? Right, right. And that's, you know, something that's kind of in there too, Lauren, with that is this, this letter, we'll get into this more in, in a couple weeks when we start exploring the sort of the shape and the form of this letter and all those things. But it doesn't follow any of the normal structures of a Greco-Roman letter, right? There's no, hey, this is John, right? To the church in such and such. Um, uh, it's missing all that stuff. And then when it gets to the end, it's like, here's all this stuff about sin and building up, and then this one sentence, oh yeah, dear children, stay away from idols. Not a, tell everyone I said hello, right? The people in Italy love you, or you know, whatever we hear in other letters. It doesn't have any of that. So it's got some really interesting structural things going on that, that make those things stand out differently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else? I want to just shift the question a little bit, um, and, and I think it came up a little bit, but I really am interested to hear um, how are we feeling when we hear this, right? We heard a, a couple things about, oh, that spot's kind of confusing, or oh, that, that spot's a little unsettling. Um, are there other things in here that you associate with, oh, this is how I feel entering into this that you'd be willing to share? And if not, that's totally fine. Yeah, so it's just more focusing on the, the feelings we might be having in terms of reading through this. Like uh, there was a mention of hey, this is unsettling or this is confusing or this bouncing back. It, it can feel kind of maybe exhausting or, right, just what are, what are some feelings that you may have hearing these words? Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm going to run back to Dan and then Lynn, I'll come back over to you. Uh, I felt like it was really hard to follow because it just seemed like stream of conscious, just like writing just all over the place. And I just, it was very different than other letters. And it was, so I felt it was confusing, but also just like, I guess, hard to follow. I guess that's an M, but yeah. Right. Well, and one of the things with that is it does have a stream of conscious feel, but then some of the, it feels like he says some things really like, like we talked about that black and white nature of it, right? It's, it's this or that, and yet here I'm wandering, but it's this or that. So there's these moments of clarity, but kind of interspersed in this wandering. Well, I think, you know, you talked about what kind of feelings. Um, I always have the same feeling of conflict um, in that I know people that are really great people that are not Christian, you know, uh, 
I don't like the term believers only in that it feels so exclusive. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that bothers me. Um, although I, I do, I just can't, and it makes me really want to cry because I can't feel like those people are not going to be just fine in their afterlife. Like, what are they going to go to hell according to this? You know, I just don't believe that. Um, I have a friend for 25 years. I've seen him through many good and hard times. He's seen me through, and he's a, he's a very committed Buddhist. And it's really the right path for him. It's helped him immensely in his life. And so that's, uh, I just feel like crying yeah. about that. I'm not going to have big tears, but That's it's okay. continuously a conflict yeah. uh, in me. Yeah, thank you, Lynn. Thank you for sharing that. And that's going to be something we're going to run into and try to unpack. When John's saying these things, what is the, the moment that they're in, like Lauren mentioned? Like, what is the thing going on for them that would sort of facilitate these words being written in the way they are? try to unpack what that really means, and then how does that impact us today? And we may discover that some of the things he's saying are maybe different a little bit than they come across. It's not as complicated as other books. Hmm. It's definitely more black and white. If you were going to write a guidebook, like a little guidebook for people to be disciples as they're walking in their faith, this would be the kind of book you'd want in your pocket, right? Do this, don't do that do this, don't do that. It's kind of like a little rule book, kind of to, to outline what, how you're supposed to walk right. in love towards other people. And it makes me feel like it's abbreviated somehow, which it probably mm -hmm. is, because it's a letter written by John, the same John that wrote the Gospel of John, which is much more full <laughs> and detailed in the history. Um, but this is more to the church, this is how you do it, kind of a thing that you might I don't know, as you're walking along the way, kind of use as a guidebook if you came up into a situation. How do I love this person? What is love? Right. How do I fellowship with this person? What happened with God in terms of love? Mm -hmm. How does, and it makes me feel actually a little more comforted, which I don't think is generally true of everybody here, but I appreciate the black and white in those areas where it's difficult to know how to love. And even then, I don't understand all of it. So, yeah. 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 But it's like a guidebook. Yeah. Yep. And I think it will certainly be interesting for us to focus some time on the passages where, you know, John says things like, if someone lives in love, then they know Jesus. Right? What does that mean? Does that mean that they've heard of Jesus? Does that mean, John doesn't say, there's certainly things that are implied, but really, what does it mean to say, can someone love and love well and love purely and truly, yet they've never heard the name Jesus before? That's something to explore in there because we do, just like Lynn said, we encounter people all the time who I would say exhibit fruits of the Spirit, kindness, gentleness, all these things, goodness, self-control, Lord help us. Um, yeah, that, that they may have never heard the name of Jesus or may say, I don't even believe in that. And yet somehow in them, there's something that exhibits that. And so I think there's going to be a lot for us to explore in this about love and what does it mean to love and sort of, sort of what that looks like. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, no. Sorry. Unless someone's really got something. 
Okay, so um, I'm going to call the worship team up, and uh, the prayer team will also be uh, ready if you have anything you want to pray about. I know this has been a different morning. Thank you so much for participating. I was delighted that there was responses the whole time, right? That, that uh, yeah, so, so thank you so much. It is, uh, and it's really good to hear from you. I really, you know, I just want to let you know that as staff and elders, we really do believe that when the Spirit moves, it doesn't just come from a couple people but it really is the community. And so this is one of the ways that we're listening and attending um, to, to what we believe the Spirit is saying. So thank you for being willing to participate in that. Why am I holding that? Jeez, <laughs> I had too many microphones. Um, yeah, so let me pray. And then um, there'll be a, another moment of reflection time uh, with, with the, the team leading instrumentally. Uh, and then they'll shift us into a song and we'll close uh, with a benediction. So... Um, yeah, let's, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I ask that, that these things that you have stirred up, whether they be feelings, actions, observations, um, understandings, questions, um, Spirit, I ask you, you to guide us. Help us to to see and hear and sense, feel in whatever ways we can and you choose to know you in all this. Jesus, I I confess that when I read through this, um, it, it does, it feels all over the place and there's some parts that feel really good and empowering and there's some that feel really like, oh, I kind of don't want to look at that. Um, but Lord, you're inviting us to sort of discover what it means to, to, to live out love together um, in your presence in this. And so I pray we would stay attentive to one another, we would listen and care well for one another, and that really that would turn into a care and a listening to everyone around us, um, that everyone would know the love that you have, that, that, that John says, that you lavish upon us. Um, yeah, so I pray we would rest in that today um, and, and as we go forward in this series. And Lord, help us to, to be ready to, um, to join in with our friends at New Hope next week um, for a, a really amazing time of fellowship together. Uh, yeah, Lord, we pray all this in your name. Amen.